Welcome to Small Biz Tips with My Connections with your host, Julbert Abraham, where he invites successful six-figure or seven-figure entrepreneurs on the show to share their journey, their failure, their lessons, and tips that can help and inspire up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Hey guys, welcome. This is Gilbert Abraham from AGM, also known as the LinkedIn guy. I am here today with my awesome, awesome friend, Trisha from Art Money Matters. She will be talking to us today from our second episode, Small Biz Tips with My Connections. And Trisha, you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. So what we'll do is just going to ask you a few questions. So tell us more about you. One thing that not a lot of people know about you. Uh, besides my, uh, my work. So I am the principal of the art of money matters. I'm an outsourced CFO. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a finance professional for 18 years. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, went to Wharton undergrad and Duke for business school and worked, uh, at Merrill Lynch and Citigroup. So two wall street firms, but after the recession, um, I started working with more small and mid-sized businesses and consulting for them, mm-hmm. uh, around the areas of accounting and finance. And I realized how many uh, small to mid-sized businesses do not have the appropriate expertise mm. house. And they have, they have no one to help them strategically think uh, about how to grow their business, how much money they would need to invest. Wow. That's um, true. <laughs> you know, a little bit about me. That's, that's so true, though. When you look at it, a lot of small businesses, um, like even the mechanic shop or the vehicle shop, they know how to run their business, but they don't look at the numbers. So sometimes they don't even know they're losing money. Have you, have you come across that at times? Yeah, that's often, often the case. And the funny thing is people don't hire uh, a CFO. Well, first of all, people sometimes don't think that they need an, an outsource or a part-time CFO. Mm-hmm. Um, so my clients tend to be uh, established of a certain size. Um, they tend to be about one to 10 million in revenue, maybe a little higher. And at that point, uh, they've had a bookkeeper that helps with some of the more administrative things, but now they want to get a better understanding of, of their financial health, uh, where there are opportunities for them to grow, where they can pull back some of their spending, um, how they can go, how they can communicate their financials to potential funders. Yeah. Um, so they really need a partner um, to to work with them on that. And when they're busy in the day to day, there's there's no one providing them the the leadership and the um, strategic insights to be able to to move forward in that way. And so many times I, I meet clients where they're just they're sort of like at, at the last straw um, and really want to move forward and really yeah. want to fail. And they're a bit frustrated because they, they don't have a handle on their financials and then they don't know how to get from point A to point B. Let, let me ask you this, right? So a lot of people will hear outsource CFO, but then they'll hear bookkeeper, they'll hear CPAs. I mean, as the outsource CFO, what's the difference between those three? Because sometimes people have a bookkeeper and they're like, I have a CPA. They're like, why do I need an outsource CFO? Or they have a bookkeeper. Like, why do I need a CPA? I already have a bookkeeper. Right. So what would you say to them right now that would kind of separate those three and when they would need each one? Um, 
So I would say that, first of all, when people hear the word CFO, they always think of a large corporate company, um, as opposed to the function Mm -hmm. that a chief financial officer provides. Um, Companies, when they're starting, everyone needs a CPA, right? Because you have to report your taxes. Uncle Sam wants uh, his or her portion and someone to do strategic planning with. So everyone starts out with a CPA. Once you've grown uh, to a particular size and now you're really invoicing and having to manage bills and contacting clients who aren't paying and you have some employees, so then there's a payroll component that comes into play and you really want to put some some financial operations together, then you have a bookkeeper that's doing those administrative tasks um, that a business owner should not be handling on the day-to-day because they need to be driving sales. Yeah. and generating income. Um, once a, once a, and so that I call that sort of like the survival and success phase. Okay. Once a com- a business is in the success phase and now they want to grow and scale and they might, they have their finance, the bookkeepers keeping the financial records. So the bookkeepers, the internal resource. Gotcha. Now they need someone that's overseeing the bookkeeper, but now taking those numbers, being able to look at the story behind the numbers, figuring out how they can increase the top, well, increase net profits, how they can increase cash flow, and then uh, provide them thoughts on how they can grow and scale, either through strategic investment, partnership, expansion. So the CFO would do projections, budget, uh, cash flow and expense management, um, assessing the vendors and making sure they're getting the best bang for their buck. Those higher level functions are yeah. what a CFO provides, but a small mid-sized business uh, doesn't need a full-time person. So that's yeah. why you have uh, an outsourced or what you would call a part-time or fractional CFO. So you're paying a fraction of the cost yeah. of- time CFO but you're getting the the function the same level of service so instead of hiring somebody salary benefits at that point it's better to bring someone like yourself to kind of handle all that but they're still keep their bookkeeper and the CPAs for what they're absolutely and so that's why I have no problem telling clients that you're not ready there's a level of readiness you're not ready for a CFO Right. And so I found in the past eight years of working with different business owners that it's usually around the three quarter million or million dollar mark that they need this next level of service in their finance department. And and I and I want to say that CFO uh, and the bookkeeper are the internal experts or the internal financial team and the CPA is external. So I work in a symbiotic relationship with CPAs. I don't profess to know taxes or audit or any of those things. That is the specialty of the CPA. So with all of my clients, I work in tandem Mm -hmm. uh, with their CPAs and any of their bankers or, uh, or external stakeholders to feed them the information that they need from the company because I would have the pulse of the company on a regular basis. Okay. Interesting. So um, and I'm curious, right? Because this sounds great, but I'm sure some of our listeners would want to know, you know, what's like an example of a company that you had a chance to work with and how your services was able to help them grow and increase their revenue? 
Um, so I'm gonna give you two quick examples. One, um, I am working with a, a, a company that's been um, in existence for one and a half years. It's run by three young women. They're like late 20s, very go-getter, agile. Uh, they um, raised $1.5 million over the past year and a half. And they're looking to raise more financing. Yeah. Um, but they have a, and they, um, they have a background as creative directors. Okay. Marketing field. So the first thing that they ask is for me to help them get a clearer financial picture of, uh, where they are and, and, um, sort of where they'd like to be, but then also to help them communicate to their investors. So they were, they were getting tripped up on the financial terminology yeah. and, and how to, how to internalize it, but then how to communicate their numbers or what their business is doing in terms of numbers to investors in order to get funding. So that's what I've been able to do with them in the past two years and cross fingers that mm -hmm. we'd be able to get another half a million or, or something uh, awesome. within the next, the next few weeks. Wow. Um, so that's one example. Um, another example, uh, so I, I, I was working with this IT services company and he buys a lot of um, equipment uh, ahead of time that he then resells to, to clients. Yeah. Putting all of those expenses on his credit cards and he had no line of credit, no, uh, no loan outstanding. Um, yeah. But I could foresee, because I used to manage his cash proactively, I could foresee that he would run out of working capital about three months in advance. And I said, wow. how about we engage your current banking relationship or other potential banks that could potentially lend you funding, maybe wow. $700,000, $200,000, so you don't have to keep using your credit card, which had like a 20% interest rate. Yeah. And so as a result of you know, being proactive, yeah. we were able to have the conversation with his banker. And because I've been, I had been working with the client for a year, I had the pulse of his numbers. I was able to pull all of the financial data that they needed within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, he provided his personal information. And then 48 hours later, they were able to make a determination. So, um, and he was awarded like $80,000. Wow. Which, That's which, huge. Which That's is good. which is working capital that he didn't have access to before, um, and then he and he really in those three months thereafter, like he really needed it. Yeah, I think that's that that's huge, and a lot of people sometimes don't get that. You know, having someone like yourself working with their company is you know is being able to predict things like that, and that's hard for us as business owners. Uh, when we are in the trenches and we're focusing on sales and management and operation to even look at three months down the line, we so focus and tunnel, you know, with that tunnel vision on our goal that we don't know that we're going to run out of cash. <laughs> so having someone like you position and helping us understand and seeing that, be able to predict that before it happens and position us where we don't need to worry about it, it's a huge win. Wow, that's that's fantastic. What, what would you say? Would you say that's like one of your biggest differentiation factor compared to other CFOs out there, other people that do also CFO? Or 
I would, I would definitely say that I get in the trenches. I get so involved that sometimes I feel like it's my company and I sometimes have to step back and realize <laughs> that at the end of the day, uh, the client that I'm working with is not my particular business, but yeah. I go that uh, on behalf of my clients, but I'm also stern with them. I think at some point um, clients build a trust in me mm-hmm. and they don't want to speak to anyone about financials without me on the phone. Um, and then they're willing to listen when, um, you know, when, when I ask them to put certain controls in place or tell them to, to put the reins on something they're accustomed doing because it's not to their financial benefit. Um, so I think, you know, it, to be, to be a CFO, I do more than just the technical stuff. Sometimes I'm a therapist. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I have to be bad cop and call so that they can maintain their client relationships. Yeah. I need to call the client and say, Hey, you owe $5,000, $20,000. And if you don't, here are going to be the repercussions. You know, this, I, I alleviate the C the CEO from having to, interface with their clients in that way, but at the same time, get the cash. Wow. That's fantastic. Now, how do you right right now, because you could help so many people, how do you currently market your business this year? Uh, most of my clients, I would say come through referral. Nice. Uh, my best referral partners are uh, boutique CPA firms, okay. uh, small business attorneys, and executive or business coaches, because um, I think that, again, because CFO could be a scary word for people, and business owners are very sensitive around financial information, um, I find that clients don't just go to a website or Yelp or Google and say CFO. It's usually someone that they trust that refers them and recommends I think you should see, you know, a CFO or, or someone that's, that can think strategically with you or be a, a financial partner with you. That's cool. Also, if it comes through referral, the, um, the other proactive thing I'm doing is digital marketing on LinkedIn. Oh, cool. Uh, that's by, a good platform. Via you guys. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been using uh, LinkedIn because that's what I really think that, um, my my potential clients live and mm. i also post on a i post on a weekly basis on linkedin and i send a bi-monthly um message advice tips hacks nice. to clients and a vip list um and a lot of times there are client musings or scenarios that i have with clients that yeah. i want to share because i think it will be of interest so let's unwrap that a little bit more right um where you you share tips what would what is like one thing let's say i'm a small business owner i am just getting started i'm in my first year or i'm I'm just ramping up i'm on my three to five years mark what would you want to share with me to to kind of help me become successful what would you say maybe the top three things i need to know so it's very different what you start on okay (laughs) So yes, give us the tips, right? The secret when I'm one year old and when I'm three to five. When you're one year old, because I'm also a business owner, when you're one year old, you want to surround yourself with other business owners because 
only they will understand mm -hmm. the struggles of entrepreneurship. <laughs> you know? um, as you're building clients, as you're trying to figure out the right pricing and all of yeah. these things. From a financial perspective, um, I think that the smartest thing to do is definitely open a business banking account and have a business credit card. So make sure that you are separating uh, your business income and expenses from your personal stuff. Don't commingle that. It makes life easier for you. And even if you don't have an accounting system set up, but I think you should have an accounting setting system set up. Um, you should have an accountant actually set up the system and don't try to read do quick for dummies or zero for dummies. Have a professional set it up so you're doing it right from the beginning. Um, but even if you don't have that, it's very easy if you have your business financials in a separate business account or credit card company, mm -hmm. just pull those financial statements and your CPA will be able to do a tax return yeah. from there. That's the first year. Set up your accounts, make sure that everything is set up properly and surround yourself with other business owners. Right. Awesome. What's the three-year and five-year mark? Three-year and five-year mark. Um, I would say around the three to five-year mark is when you really, now you have some history mm -hmm. on the business. Uh, and you should spend some time with someone, you know, like a CFO to figure out um, what are your biggest uh, income generating services and products and to start tracking and measuring your business in that way, as opposed to just having a line that just says sales, because yeah. that's nothing, right? Um, start to figure out like, you know, what are your highest generating services? Who are your best clients? Uh, you start to figure out um, if you want to focus on that vertical. And then at the same time, you also have some information on your operating expenses. Are there areas for you to cut, be more efficient with how you're spending money? Um, surround yourself with the right experts. Gotcha. And, and I hear this all the time, but uh, hire slow and fire fast. Mm. And that applies to employees and contractors and legal and CPA and anyone else who's a contractor. Wow. Hire slow, fire fast. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's, that's huge. That's, this is some awesome nuggets. Thank you again, Trisha. Now, how do people get in touch with you? You know, because you, I'm sure you're extremely busy. What, what's the best way that people can reach you if they need your help or advice or tips? Um, first one is our website, art, mm -hmm. A-R-T of moneymatters.com that's a-r-t-o-f-m-o-n-e-y-m-a-t-t-e-r-s.com awesome. uh, the website there's art of money matters on instagram mm -hmm. as well as the art of money matters on linkedin and that way you can also connect to me uh trisha t-r-i-c-i-a-m as in Mary, T-A-I-T-T. <laughs> -T -T. And uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn um, or on my website. Awesome. Thank you again for your time, Trisha. This was amazing. Guys, this is Small Biz Tips with my connections. And I hope you enjoyed this series um, where we had Trisha come in and share some really valuable nuggets on why it's important to look at an outsource CFO to help you grow your business. So with that said, guys, thank you. See you on the next episode. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Tips. For more, 
Subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn and Instagram at Jeff Abe Online. And check out our website at www.abrahamglobal.com.